1: All right, what's up, everybody? Uh, how's it going? It is pushing the limits on a Monday. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Hope everybody had a great Father's Day weekend. It's always nice when my uh, my headphones literally like break three minutes, three seconds actually. Me too. I, yeah, before I come <laughs> on the air. We have wonderful equipment, but anyway, welcome. Falling apart. Well, yeah, we're, the studio's falling apart, ladies and gentlemen, but welcome <laughs> to the show. Appreciate all of you being here. We're going to have some fun today. we got a lot of great guests and uh, a lot of things to touch on and talk about, uh, Mr. Guy David, including... Uh, how was your weekend, by the way? How was, your it was Father's okay. Day weekend?
2: Your, your father, how was your weekend? I was alone. <laughs> you were alone Just on did my fun. own thing. That's very depressing. Bought myself a Dairy Queen ice cream to celebrate myself. <laughs> Had it by myself in the Is car. You- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, me and Guy I, mean, I think it was know, in bed at like 8 o'clock some nights. We, we,
1: we met <laughs> up with some people, um, well, I should say I did, over at uh, Cigar Bar. I like a cigar once in a while. We met up with a bunch of people, and Guy was one of the people that was invited, and he slept through it. He just fell asleep. Dude, I felt so bad about that. Can I use this opportunity to- You should feel really horrible. stop talking
2: for a second. Can I use this opportunity to sincerely apologize? I got home. I put the golf on for a second, and then I'm like, I'm going to have a shower and leave. I've already told him I might be a bit late. I woke up like an hour and a half later, and then I'm going to be completely honest. I was so mortified by the situation- (laughs) That I took like half an hour to text you. I sat there looking, going, "What do I do? What happens if he's there by it's really himself? Not a big deal. What happens if he was there alone, waiting for no, me? No, I would have left long before that.
1: I felt really, really bad. No, it's okay. Uh, it, it's not a big deal, really. Mar- I didn't know you were mortified. It's you, no need to apologize. It was it's horrible. A, I don't do okay. that. I don't want to do that to you people. Could, you could buy me a cigar. Uh, it's okay. It's deal. really, it's not a big deal. You're
2: hating me inside, aren't you? No, I'm not. We were <laughs>
1: kind of laughing at it. We thought it was kind of funny. I uh, watched a lot of the U.S. Open over the weekend uh congratulations to a guy where most casual sports fans have no idea who he is but his name is Wyndham Clark and uh lost his mother to cancer 10 years ago all right now I'm gonna sound like a real douchebag right now
2: okay you haven't prefaced me for this um
1: it's horrible when you lose a parent when you lose a family member no question yep especially within the first year or two I want to get dedicate this to my mom I want to dedicate this to my dad. Like, I totally understand that. I would do the same thing. All due respect. And again, I'm, people are going to think I sound like a douchebag, but people think that way about me anyway, so who cares? <laughs> who gives a flying you-know-what? <laughs> when your mom has passed away and it's been over 10 years, do you still think it's appropriate nonstop to be talking about her and dedicating everything in your life to her? Do I sound like a, a douche by saying maybe there should be a, a, a time limit? I don't know. Is that is that a horrible thing to say? He lost his mom over 10 years ago. Horrible. I, I feel terrible. You know, died of cancer. But this was 10
2: years ago. I mean, you can relate to more than me because you obviously tragically lost your sister right. recently. So yeah. maybe, I, I don't well, Why do you care? Like, why why, I, why is this bothering you? It really doesn't
1: bother me that much, but I've just wanted to get your take on it. He already won a, other golf tournaments. Dedicate that to your mom. But like, it, we're 10 years down the road now. It, it sh- should there be a time limit on when
2: you can dedicate something to a dead family member? Well, I, I know that, the media really, really built it up. They were talking about it the they whole did. week. Yeah, but he He's talked ne- about it a lot, too. He's never Which finished fine. better than 75th. They, they made it the story. And he did... Yeah jump on that and he broke down with emotions when he won dedicated to his mom and i'm happy for him he seems like a good guy and i'm
1: happy for him and it's great dedicated to your mom i'm just saying should there be a time like can you
2: uh, can you win a
1: let's just say you won a poker tournament right you won the world series of poker and your mom died 35 years ago can you say i want to dedicate this to my mom she was with me today like
2: i don't know like okay let me ask you this you were a golfer you just won I the U- golf this weekend. You, you, you hypothetically you won the US Open in nine years, ten years time. Yeah. Your sister died last year. She helped you with your career, she supported you, she did a lot for you. Mm-hmm. Would you not, even though it's ten years, dedicate that win to your sister?
1: Um, I, it's a good question. I, I think I would certainly mention her and I certainly would say she was in my heart and I was thinking about her. You just think it was too much. Yeah. I just thought it was a little bit overboard. But hey, who am I to talk, right? The guy lost his mom 10 years ago. He has the right to dedicate it to whoever he, oh, he I will. He, he give, won
2: the tournament and, I, and, you know, whatever. I will give you this. It did make it sound like it was like last month. Right, it, it, it was 10 the years way ago. they kept going on about it cuz everyone has lost some relatives. It, yeah. Most people
1: have. Listen, I lost my grandmother to a drunk driver um 28 years ago or something. I don't know. I think about her all the time. I don't dedicate every win I ever have to her, you know? It, it happened a long time ago. I think about her, but hey, no, to I, each their
2: own. I get where you're coming from. Yeah. I just I just don't care enough.
1: I, exa- I understand that. But anyway, congratulations to Wyndham Clark, Ricky Fowler chokes again. Uh, Rory McIlroy couldn't make artists. a putt all day. Yeah, uh, Ricky's a great talent, but a big choker. So is Xander Shoffley. And um, Rory McIlroy lost uh, lost by a shot. He should have
2: won. Well, he couldn't make a putt all day. He you know, shot make even. Putts. He hit yeah. greens. He just couldn't putt. Couldn't he should have won that tournament. Yeah, couldn't make a putt.
1: But anyway, always fun watching the U.S. Open. The Aces with another W over the weekend. I think they're averaging winning by like 60 points a game. Uh, not very competitive, uh, at least for the other teams that come into town. Um, and, of course, we had something called the Vegas Golden Knights uh, Stanley Cup. Uh, we had the parade over the weekend. I did not go to the parade because I just thought it was a little bit too crazy, way too many people. But uh, we are going to have Dan Duva, the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights, join us at the bottom of the hour. And he's going to share his experience with us, which I'm sure was a lot different than others because he was on one of the buses. He was with the team. So we'll talk to Dan Duva coming yes. up at the bottom of the hour. All right. I don't want to call this controversy, but let me start off with a ton of positives, right? Of course, the Vegas Golden Knights winning the Stanley Cup. Yep, big deal. Huge. It's a huge deal. Uh, Metro Police did a phenomenal job. Phenomenal job. There were no major violent acts or any incidents like what took it place was not in Denver. Like Denver. And kudos to the people who celebrated, but did it responsibly. Kudos to Metro Police. They did a phenomenal job. Really happy to them. Uh, everything was very good from that standpoint. Everybody seemed to have a good time.
2: Agree. With
1: that being said, Here there's always a caveat. <laughs> um, listen, if players want to take their shirts off, it's a little strange. Um, I'm not like homophobic or anything, it's a little weird. Uh, but they're obviously a little bit inebriated they're having a good time i don't think it's world war three if you take your shirt off that's fine it's 95 degrees um, too i might have enjoyed it a little bit more if the las vegas aces celebrated that way but that's okay that's another story for another show <laughs> then i definitely wouldn't be complaining but listen several members of the team including uh, jonathan marsh so uh wild bill a few others they took their shirts off okay a little strange but okay fine no problem they're drinking they're having a good time i didn't even think about here's it. here's where things got a little weird one of the people on the Vegas Golden Knights, big part of this team. He's a part of the mis- Misfits. Um, it's interesting because everybody called him Wild Bill, and I always thought, for the most part, I've never seen him do anything wild. I mean, he's a hell of a hockey player. He had a great year one and had a really good playoff run this year, had a good year. He's always been pretty much a level-headed kind of, I hate to use the term, but kind of a boring personality. Um, well, he got really drunk at the parade. And I want to play for you the audio. There's some swears in there that we had to bleep out. Keep in mind, over 100,000 people there, plenty of kids. I don't even know really what he's mumbling about and talking about. (laughs) And there's a point in this video where, I don't know if it's his wife, maybe, significant other is trying to get them to take his mic away. I don't know who gave him the mic.
3: So that is her name is Kim Franks. Yes. She is the like the PR like the like like the wrangler.
1: Oh, of okay. Okay.
3: The, of the, the, of so we have this PR
1: nights. lady about a minute into the speech you won't be able to see it we're playing it for you where she's trying to get the mic out of Carlson's hand because he just sounds like an idiot. He's mumbling He's he's extremely inebriated. The Players in back are laughing, but i got to tell you, it was uncomfortable. There were points, and I think you would agree with me, it's uncomfortable. So let me play for it. Let me play it for you first. And then I'm going to have some criticisms. This isn't World War III. It's not the end of the world. But I do have some criticisms for the way they handled this. Here's Robert Carlson, completely inebriated, taking the mic on the stage at Toshiba Plaza with a ton of people that are watching live at home and there in person, including kids. Have a listen.
3: You guys can hear me? Yeah, you hear me? So, um, this guy. This effing guy. Yeah, I know. I know. So, Riley, he was here. They won. Yeah. And I know you have been here day one you guys are so amazing we played Arizona in the first game and we beat the shit out of them what did he say? And I had no points, no points But that's okay Because at year one I was pretty great But you guys were greater and We've been up and down on this journey to the cup. Pass it to Marshy. Marshy, you got something to say? No, 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 no. Listen to me. We've been waiting for six long years for this guy to be MVP. Jonathan Marshesaw.
1: Okay, so there's a lot to dissect there. First of all, the guy that was yelling in a microphone passed it to Marshy. is a guy by the name of Shane Knighty. He played in the NHL. He's a TV guy for the Vegas Golden Knights. Good guy. That was his nice way of saying, <laughs> take the microphone away. Someone help. Yeah. And <laughs> then you have a woman who we talked about in the background who's like the, uh, a PR lady who's begging, begging the speech to end. Now listen, let, 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 let's be clear here. It's not like Robert Carlson. Uh, it's an, it's an uncomfortable thing, but it's not like Carlson was like saying like a gr- really horrible, egregious things. I'm not making it, but he was swearing. He was mumbling. He was saying some things that people didn't even understand what he was saying. He was mumbling his words because he was drunk. Here's where my criticism comes in. I don't mind these guys partying. They're adults. Even if it's a parade, it's supposed to be a big party. They should be drinking. It's fine. Um, taking the shirts off is a little bit strange. It's not that I'm grossed out by it or anything. It's just, it, 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 it's, it's just a little strange. You know, like, why are you taking your
2: shirt off? I, I don't really understand. It's that. 90 degrees.
1: I mean, I get it's a little hot,
2: but. I'm, I'm with Think you of on all the, the other stuff, Yeah, I'm with you on the other things you're about to say. Yeah. I don't care enough about the shoe. Yeah, shooter. I mean it's not it's ninety that big
1: degrees. That party. The problem I have is you have a lot of kids there, and you shouldn't be swearing into the microphone, which you did multiple times. Uh, it's supposed to be kid fr- friendly, family friendly, just like at an NHL hockey game. You don't want uh, that sort of language. That's all. I'm not Mister Two Goody Shoes. I swear all the time. Same. But to me, it's like, okay, there are rules. There are (laughs) FCC rules that you have to abide by. And you have to be somewhat professional on the air, even though with some would debate I'm not. I try to be. And I think that was one of those moments where you can scream and and yell and have a great time and and get chance going and do all that. But it's probably not the time to be using obscenities.
2: It was a swearing. Yeah. That's that's the issue I had because... They can party, they deserved it, they brought us the championship. Sure. They can have the best time ever. They can do they can speak. They can be drunk. I do not care about any of it. I watched it on TV and you knew it was coming, and then it came, and then they sort of switched the crowd, and there's kids on the railing, and I'm like Alright, maybe just get it together with the swearing just for a couple of minutes, then go to the club and swear as much as you want. And I know he was inebriated, but We've all had a few drinks. I still think he could have got it together a bit better. Or they could have taken the microphone away from him To me, it's pretty
1: simple. And uh, listen, the the, the Vegas Golden Knights, it's hard to criticize them after everything they've accomplished and what they've done. This isn't really even criticism. Um, But I will say this. You know, the Vegas Golden Knights are very by the book when it comes to treating the media. They treat the media good, but everything's by the book. They're very careful when it comes to bringing players into the locker room after the game. It's like very... One by one, this is how we do things, and we go by the rules, and blah, 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 blah. Fine. But when it comes to that moment, who gave the microphone to Carlson? You had to know he was drunk and completely inebriated. Just don't give him the microphone. That's all. Let him party. Let him have a good time. So long as he's not exposing himself, which he wasn't doing, let him have a good time. No problem. Bad decision giving him the microphone, and I don't know who made that decision, but they should have immediately taken the mic away. By the way, I wonder what Robert Carlson would have done if, like, five seconds into his speech, somebody walks up, no, take the mic. He probably wouldn't have been very happy, so they were
2: probably a little afraid at that, right? I mean, He had his own personal microphone. When when Stone was speaking, you saw him waiting, waiting with his own mic in his hand, and you can see him wanting to talk so bad. He's, like, wanting to get amongst it. Anyway, I like
1: Wild Bill. Great player has been a big part of this team for a very long team, a long time. This organization and what they've been able to accomplish is very special. I'm not trying to, I'm not hammering the Vegas Golden Knights here. I'm just saying, maybe not the best idea to let a guy that's that inebriated up there with his shirt off start swearing in front of a bunch of kids. And, you know, just, just, it was kind of a bad look and it was kind of a little bit awkward. That's all I'm saying. Do
2: you remember when LeBron broke Kareem's record and they stopped and did a speech and he swore at the end of that speech? Yeah.
1: Uh, Listen, there are certain times where I think it's actually appropriate. Uh, I'll give you an example example um and and maybe you'll disagree with me on this i think there are times that they're appropriate when things are very emotional in a different way for example the boston bombing right uh several several people died a horrible situation very emotional for the city of boston and 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 to me in my lifetime that was one of the most special moments between law enforcement and citizens because they were really really backing the police there and, and 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 it was very special when they when they got sarnaev in custody i remember that boston red Sox game it was a very emotional moment big poppy a very emotional player loved him as a player loved him as a red Sox. and listen poppy was in boston for a very long time he still owns a home there and he took the microphone and he said this is our effing city he got criticized for that um very appropriate i thought that was an appropriate time to do that just because of all the emotion and 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 very different circumstance you don't have, you know, people died in that bombing. This is a hockey championship. I understand people are, have high emotions as well, but this was alcohol. Okay. Big Poppy was not drunk when he took the field and did that. Robert Carlson was drunk. He should never have been able to have had a microphone. End of story. And guess what? If he was in a 21 and over nightclub partying and they gave him the microphone, no problem. If he was in a bar, whatever the case may be, where it was like 21 and over, maybe even an 18 and over spot, I don't know, whatever. I would feel differently. All I'm saying is, in that situation, it probably was not a good look.
2: Well, I knew it wasn't a good look because I found myself yeah. cringing and turning my head yeah. away from the TV. It was a little, it was a little cringeworthy. But um, Vegas handled themselves so well. That was a yeah. first-class yeah. parade. I No thought. question.
1: I thought the parade uh, in the video that I saw was phenomenal. It was fantastic. Um, no, no serious injuries. Nobody. I don't think got. Uh, I don't think there was any serious violent acts no. or anything. Um, And that's a really good thing. And, and, you know, uh, like I say, every New Year's Eve, um, Metro Police do a a fantastic job. Uh, It was good security there. Everybody had a great time. I guess it's something to talk about with Carlson. But uh, (laughs) Cassidy, uh, you know, made some brief statements, and he's he's already talking about a cup next year. So this team has a lot to look forward to for next year. They're going to have some very... Difficult decisions to make and Dan Duber, the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights, will be joining us at the bottom of the hour and we will talk about that. I do want to mention this. It was, it was Father's Day over the weekend, right? Wish my father a happy Father's Day. I'm going to be going to see him on wednesday so guy you're you're taking over here wednesday thursday friday and monday i've already showed you some of the fans you have on social media so uh, <laughs> Is uh you making fun of me no you do you have some fans <laughs> and they love your accent uh so wednesday thursday friday and monday guy's going to be taking over uh and i know you'll have some very special guests i'm looking forward i will i will be able to listen and maybe one show i'll be able to call in we'll see how it goes
2: you shouldn't have said that before you were going because now the viewership's just tumbled
1: <laughs> i don't think that's true <laughs> Anyway, I wanted to wish a happy Father's
2: Day, if I may, to the orange turd.
1: Is that okay? Can I do that? Is that all right with you? Why do I feel like this may be sarcastic? But yes, go ahead. Uh, No, I'm never sarcastic. Uh, Happy Father's Day to the orange turd who cheated on the mother of his first three children with the mother of his fourth child and cheated on her with the mother of his fifth child and cheated on her with a porn actress who he paid to shut the F up about it. Welcome to Republican Family values. You wrote a monologue? Isn't that nice? That was like poetic. It's a, hey, listen, I'm being very sincere, <laughs> and I'm wishing Donald Trump a very happy Father's Day. What a model citizen. Uh, to the party, by the no, way. You were, you, were, you were very sincere then. I'm, I'm being just, very sincere. I've never so, seen you so serious. <laughs> to the party that calls themselves family values. You know, they all, when they talk about transgenders and, you know, and, and people who are gay, they, they wa- always want to talk about family values. Let me remind everybody, and people always ask me, why are you talking about Donald Trump? Donald, That's like saying, why are you talking about Joe Biden, for the most part? Donald Trump, whether people like it or not, the reality of the situation is, just look at the poll numbers. Donald Trump is the most popular figure within the Republican Party. He is the face of the Republican Party. It's not even close. Correct. It's not even close. So when people—I get this every day from people. It's like, oh, let's not talk about Donald Trump. Really, he's the leader of your party. Why don't you want to talk about them? Because they don't want to talk about what's in the news, indictments, legal problems. The last crazy, ridiculous thing that Donald Trump said, you can't call yourself the party of family values when your spokesperson, when your leader of the party has done the things in his life that I just mentioned. You can't do that. And all they want, and I had a conversation with another moron yesterday a complete moron and if he's listening he knows uh, through text message he knows exactly who i'm talking about he wants to talk about how joe biden is a pedophile because he sniffs kids or a book that was written because one of his kids put out a book a year ago and there's a few sentences in the book where she claims that joe biden showered with her as a child how many fathers and mothers when the child is very young Shower with them. That doesn't mean it's sexual, and it doesn't mean Joe Biden did anything wrong. And by the way, his daughter was trying to make money selling a book. But that's what they want to talk about. They want to talk about how Joe Biden, you know, gave a close hug to a young child, and for that reason he's a pedophile. Let me remind everybody, I know I'm going on a tangent here, but let, let me remind let me remind everybody, Joe Biden has never been charged with a crime, not only as president, but in his entire life. He's never been charged with a crime. So for all you Republicans out there, let me give you something called a fact. Donald Trump has now been indicted multiple times. There's probably more on the way. He's already been found liable for sexual abuse. Forget about even the 25 women that allege that he he raped them. I'm talking about facts in a courtroom. And I'm talking about twice impeached, twice indicted, probably be three or four times now Donald Trump. But they don't want to talk about that. They want to talk about how Joe Biden, they feel, is a predator, and he sniffs kids' hair. That's what, I mean, really, you can't make this stuff up. So I'm in this idiotic conversation with this Maggie yesterday, completely idiotic. And I just told him, I said, listen, if you think Joe Biden is a pedophile, I don't care. I deal with facts. And the fact of the matter is, is that Joe Biden's never even been charged with a crime, let alone convicted. Donald Trump is the twice impeached, found liable for sexual abuse. Twice indicted, president of the United States that you still support. So sit this one out.
2: Am I, <laughs> am I wrong? I mean, it's
1: like I don't know what else to say.
2: If you go by facts, you're not wrong. Everything you said is exactly right. He keeps getting popular, and I thought the maggers were a mon- were a minority. I thought they were Republicans and maggers, yeah. But clearly, the maggers have overwhelmed, would support the Republican Party because he's that far ahead in the polls. I don't get it. Is it time for? these other candidates, whether it's DeSantis or whoever it is, to stop being gutless and weak and hoping for a miracle that maybe he will drop out, because he's not. Even if he's convicted of a felony, he can still run for president of the United States. Even if he's in jail, he can still run for president of the United States, technically, even though it hasn't happened before. Mm -hmm. Trump's not going anywhere. So it's time for some Republicans to stand up.
1: And listen to this guy. The New York Times just put out an interesting story this morning. I want to get your thoughts on this before we take a break. They've revealed that Donald Trump may land a a plea deal. And the reason why is because the evidence that will be used by special counsel Jack Smith at the trial is so top secret that it would endanger national security if it went public and it gets worse. The New York Times is also reporting that Trump is likely to threaten to reveal the top secret information at the trial as a way to pressure federal prosecutors to drop charges entirely. uh, Declaring that it'll be nearly impossible to give Trump a fair trial when the evidence against him is so classified that it cannot even be shown to a jury, the New York Times also revealing that legal experts say that it is routine for federal prosecutors who are put in this predicament to offer a very attractive plea deal because America's intelligence community is so afraid of these top secret documents going public during trial. Um, I guess the the issue that I have is we can't let Trump get away with it. We, why can't there be a way where some of the information can't go public? I mean, I don't know. I wish there was a way that that they could do Surely that.
2: Surely there is. Look, I've been learning more about jack smith recently he is not dropping this case he was in the hague prosecuting war crimes criminals it's a prestigious job he was asked to come back for this part of the reason because he hasn't been in the country for two years yeah so he's not part of the political system and he's highly intelligent he didn't want to come back he said no at first he liked his job he has come back just because his love of america and doing the right thing and he's assembled a team around him and a lot of evidence he's put his heart into this he's not going anywhere no anywhere i
1: agree uh so we'll have to wait and see how this thing plays out we'll obviously continue to monitor it but uh that's the latest the new york times put this bombshell article out so we'll have to wait
2: and see what for happens. for trump's benefit take a plea deal I, I, agree. I, I think that's the best thing for him i agree i agree this evidence doesn't look good what i'm hearing well from what i heard he
1: didn't want to take <laughs> a plea deal
4: months no, back ego
1: um but uh, maybe maybe there will be one now i don't know I want to tell you guys about uh, my good friends at Sahara West Urgent Primary Care they're located at 6125 West Sahara Avenue suite 1B you don't need an appointment there uh they take most insurances if you don't have insurance it's 95 bucks i was in and out of there in like 25 minutes man i promise you Andrew, Andrew and Jessica will take care of you uh give them a call 702-248-0554 you could also visit them online at Sahara West Urgent Care Com. Sahara West Urgent and Primary Care. Check them out and tell them that I sent you. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we won't be talking to him about Donald Trump. I can promise you that. We might be asking him a few questions about Robert Carlson. Was Dan Duva inebriated <laughs> over the weekend? <laughs> uh, Dan's a great guy, great great uh, voice of the Vegas Golden Knights, and Dan's going to be joining us next to uh, talk about what the experience was like from him. Uh, From his perspective uh, at the Vegas Golden Knights Parade. He's Guy David. I'm Brian Shapiro. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP.
0: Hey everybody are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn that true blue New York style pie well worry no more Stallone's Italian eatery pizza is a knockout we're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premium Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Jumper's Jungle Family Fun Center is an indoor children's jump and party space in Las Vegas, located at 2050 South Rainbow Boulevard. Kids of all ages can come and jump on our bouncers, race through the obstacle courses, speed down the mega slides, slam dunk into the basketball hoops, and much more. Are you looking for that perfect birthday party venue? Look no further. Jumper's Jungle has a party package that will fit your needs. Check out the open play schedule online at jumpersjungle.com or call 702-463-JUMP. It's time to jump your way to fun at Jumper's Jungle on the corner of Okie and Rainbow.
3: Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now... I am raising a family here as well, so I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Gwynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert.
4: 702-540-3311. Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentlemen's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with a bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers. Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata-style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast before washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. Ten Lines, Beware. Go Bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. Guests can purchase affordable daybed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part, though? Pushing the Limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now. For more info, visit sapphirepoollv.com or call 702-869-0003. That's 702 869 0003. See you at Sapphire.
1: All right, welcome back. It is pushing the limits right here on, on KSHB. Thank you so much for joining us. Very fun Golden Nights weekend, of course. Hoisting the Stanley Cup everywhere. That Stanley Cup's been very, uh, Lord Stanley's been very busy over the course of the last week. Uh, but uh, it, it, hey, it's been a great ride, man. This whole year, the, the last six years, it's been a, a lot of fun. And what better person to kind of break it down from behind the scenes, right? not uh, I'm not going to ask him to break down a hockey game. I'm going to ask him to break down a parade right now. Of course, I'm talking about the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights. Always love having Dan Duva on. Uh, Dan, thank you so much for joining us, my friend. How are you doing? <laughs> i'm fine i'm great thank you i I've, I've never uh had to break down a parade before this is
3: fun.
1: <laughs> yeah that's what we're doing we're not going to be talking about penalties and a power play <laughs> or goaltending no we're talking about play-by-play of the parade first of all how are you feeling my friend i would imagine that I, I don't know if you're a big partier i'm not either i'm i'm old but uh, i would imagine it, you've been having a lot of fun the last couple of days no? what's the
5: line is it frank sinatra or dean martin i forget which said something about you know uh Fe- feels bad for the folks who don't drink because when <laughs> they work in the morning that's the best they're gonna feel all day <laughs> that's uh, true. that phrase has come to mind uh over the course of the last week a couple of times i i will say i i am not as young as i used to be either brian but it uh there <laughs> have been some some fun moments and um yeah, there, there was, uh, there was definitely some partying and, you know, just, uh, chatting with Justin off the air there. I, it was uh, great to be part of the parade, but it was a citywide celebration. And, uh, it's almost like I wish I could have been here and there and just to kind of get a little snapshot of where it was every place. Um, because, you know, I mean, I mean, there were a ton of people, of course at the game and outside after game five, A ton of people on the strip and outside T-Mobile arena for the parade and for the rally. But there were just as many, if not more people elsewhere having other kinds of parties and celebrations. Sure. And uh, it's neat to see the photos and, you know, all that kind of stuff, videos and things. You just It's just one of those things where you, you wish you could be everywhere.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, there were parties everywhere I mean, in a way similar to the final game, Game 5, there were so many house parties, people watching the game that didn't go to the game, and right. it's just a, a big right. community. All right, so let me ask you this. Uh, let me start. I want to start before the parade, if I may. The night of mm-hmm. the Stanley Cup win, do you, like, do you go home afterwards, or are, 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 d- does Dan Duva, like party with the players, or do you just say, hey, I'm going to call it tonight, and I'm going to go home? <laughs> well, as, uh, as fate would have it, uh,
5: my parents, Kathy and Tony, made ah. the trip out from New Jersey so uh, they had come and they have been to vegas a number of times in the last six years to watch games and when uh the knights are out east they come to games there and so on and so on and they had come to game one of the cup final in 2018 so they got to see the knights win they went back home and the knights lost four in a row so they changed it up this year rather than coming to the first game or two they said no we're going to come for game five and what do you know what
6: a choice <laughs> so wow
5: right and i said i said i said to my dad like hey you you, uh, you you realize if you book these flights and hotel like you might not even see a game uh good or bad right and he said no that's <laughs> what we're going to do I'm like okay And, uh, and so to make a long story short, uh, I got to spend a little bit of time with them leading up to game five, you know, a little busy. Um, but we landed in, uh, in Vegas on Sunday back from Florida and, uh, they landed about the same time. So we got dinner on Sunday night and, you know, the next day was pretty busy. And then of course (laughs) game day was game day. And I didn't see them until after the game. And there was a party arranged, uh, for staff and, and, um, you know, members of the team and so on. And I got to bring my parents to that, which was neat. And, you know, you know, Mark Stone brings the cup over and that sort of stuff. So we had a great time. They were still kind of stuck on East Coast time. So <laughs> right. I, I can't say it was, uh, you know, party all night, like <laughs> I'm sure some other people did. Right. But I will also say I just, you know, I was exhausted. You know, there's a lot of, you know, not just the long season and uh, the series itself and the traveling, but that particular day. Um, you know, you realize what's at stake. You're trying to make sure you're doing all the things to be in the right position. You call the game, it ends up being a blowout. But then we were on the air for an extra like I think it like an hour and a half longer than normal to cover the celebration, the cup, and then Gary Lawless was on the ice to conduct interviews. Right. And then we wrap it up after that. So the In other words, I I was just gassed after the game. It's, you know, it's a physical experience to broadcast a hockey game on the radio, but there, here was this extra, it was like doing a triple overtime game (laughs) in a (laughs) certain respect. So I was exhausted. We did celebrate a little bit. Um, but I'm sure I did not celebrate as much as um, some of the players did, apparently, until the sun came
2: up. Dan, it's been such a long season. So many emotions. There's a big moment for you. The season's finally finished. They've won the Cup. You say goodbye. You're off the air. Did you take a few personal moments to reflect on everything?
5: Yeah, you know, it, it was hard to keep those thoughts and emotions at bay during the game, and leading up to it, of course, just to be in the Stanley Cup final as a broadcaster is a special thing. So many people do this for a long, long time and never get to do it. I've done it twice in six years, and then to be on the winning side of it, you kind of had a feeling it was going to happen. You never know that, and as a journalist and reporter, you never suggest that it's going to happen. You only put out the possibility that it could. Um, But then, uh, yeah, you think about the people who've been there along the way, especially some of those immediate timeouts and you know we didn't have a uh, immediate timeout the last one the under six never happened <laughs> there were there were goals and uh you know there were no regular whistles so um, we just were counting it down and um you know when uh we did finally sign off um you know, Gary had gone down to the ice for all those interviews. So when I signed off, the, uh, the two people in the booth with me were Joe Sands, our engineer, and mm-hmm. Justin Russo, who's one of our broadcast assistants. And, and I just turned to each of them and shook their hand and gave them a hug and, uh, thanked them for the work that they've done because as you guys well know, um, you know, the voices that listeners hear on the air, uh, offer but a uh, small scope of what happens behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, what we do on the air is only a, a fraction of of what happens, and so I wanted to thank those guys they 've been sure. they 've been great uh, along with uh, Ray Regal and Bobby Machado, and they just had to go down sure. the list and, and the night's PR staff so I thought about those people and then thought about uh, people who were no longer with us and friends and family um wh- whether they 've passed on or just you know those people who I would like to see here in in coming days when I go back home. So the, the, that's where it, it comes to mind, and uh, you know the phrase that I, I kept coming back to um, is uh, just you know when you kind of appreciate it, people you know savor the moment, suck, soak, soak it in, yep. and all that. And that's true. Um, there's a Stanley Cup out there that the players get to lift, and. Uh, but for me, the the work itself is the reward. Yeah, and to have heard some very very nice things about what we said on the air has been uh, gratifying. But the work itself is the reward for no
1: me, no doubt. And you mentioned people maybe that we've lost. I thought about Frank Carnish, great guy. Uh, yes, you know, that's I, exactly uh, yeah, that's the
5: that's the face that I pictured uh, yep. in my mind. I
1: thought of Frank. Yep. I also thought about Brian Blessing, who used to do a show yep. at this exact mm-hmm. time at the station I'm on now. Great yep. guy. Uh, you mentioned Joe. He does remotes for me. Joe's a great guy. I know how much he loves working with you. And yeah, there's so many people that I, that I think yep. of. Uh, let's have a little bit of fun here and let's talk about the last several days and some videos that circulated online. <laughs> let's start with Aiden Uh-oh. Hill. Okay. Aiden Hill is known as... You know, uh, keeps everything close to the vest. Nice guy, very well-mannered and soft-spoken. And then I see a video the night that they won the Cup, or the morning hours, of Aiden Hill in Omnia Nightclub, I believe, singing an Eminem song. And I thought to myself, that is so damn cool. What did you make of that?
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I... I, uh... I, I will admit I was not there for that in person. I I I I knew this like oh, are you going to Omni? I'm like
6: yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
5: it was going to be a little bit too much for as I already explained, but uh, you know, vicariously through the videos, you you see what some of the guys did it. Um, you know, so uh, they get interviewed so often, they're under a microscope. Everything they do, especially a goalie gets critiqued, magnified, given the season in which the Knights had five different goalies win games. Aiden was uh, eventually deemed the number two behind Logan Thompson, and then both of them are hurt, and then Hill comes back to replace an injured brossois squad. Here he is, he carries the team to the cup. And, you know, Aiden is not a man of many words. He's concise, uh, but he is forthright. And uh, finally, finally, you see the the personality come out and um, some of those clamps are released and he can kind of be himself. You don't have to worry about being critiqued at this point. I mean, he just won the Stanley cup after getting traded for a fourth round draft pick from the San Jose sharks. I mean, could you have a, a better end to a season, you know, first year with the club and uh, to bring a cup here, but, you know, just the, the summer before when he was acquired, you, you know, and you probably have seen some of the memes or quote tweets or whatever else is yep, out there. Like, yep, yep. oh, this is a move that'll bring the cup. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so great. There though. It is. Isn't it great, though, to see some of these guys come out of their show a little bit? And while maybe yeah. and I want to get your thoughts on this, maybe it wasn't the best idea to give Wild Bill the microphone <laughs> uh, the other day. At the same time, though, and I don't want to be too tough on anybody. Listen. But at the same time, Wild Bill, we haven't really seen that side of him either. He's a pretty right. to-the-vest type guy. Yeah, he shows emotion on the ice, but every time I've interviewed him and I've seen him get interviewed after games, he's pretty soft-spoken. And then we see him on a stage a couple days later. Uh, <laughs> he's flipping off, not flipping off fans, but just, just going crazy because he's a little inebriated. Yeah. He's throwing out a few <laughs> swears here and there. But it, I'll be honest with you, I was laughing a lot when I heard that. What did you make of his uh, his speech the other day? <laughs>
5: Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. You, you knew it was going to be at, right when they started walking out, and he
6: slips and falls. You are like, oh, no. <laughs> it's
5: going to be one of those. But you know, again, it, it's like you know they're so um, well prepared. It, it's like you know the in the, the in Bull Durham, where you know Luke Lelouch is getting the the pep talk. You know, they're from Kevin Costner, but, you know, like just, just speaking cliches, like that's what you should do. Like, don't ever say anything. And that's, you know, some guys are more revealing and more honest and candid than others. Um, William, when you, you know, William, uh, away from the rank, you get a, better glimpse of his personality. And he's really an interesting, fun person. Of course, when he's around the rank and he's at work, he kind of subscribes to that where he's not going to say very much. and uh, It's almost as if everything he said there was letting loose everything that he might've held back over the course of six (laughs) years uh, with a microphone in front of him. And, you know, for the first time he was uh, given the platform of uh, his own and as you said, he might have had some influence from uh, from, <laughs> from uh, some illicit substances there. But he uh, he, I think, captured the spirit of uh, of the team and yeah. the community, especially those who've been with it for six years. Um, he said the things that you all kind of figured he thought or felt, and it finally did yeah. come out. And it was. It was good that he was um kind of escorted away, um eventually. That that did you yeah. make
1: what did you make a Shane Knighty in the middle of his speech in a nice way saying, Marshy, take the microphone. Right, like, yeah, <laughs> which might not have been the best second option either. <laughs> right. right. Marshy's standing uh, behind him with his shirt off, also a emailed right. Yeah.
5: right, yeah. No, I, did, I mean, Dave Gosher and I right after it ended, Dave and I were talking about like they had given, you know, Dave and Shane a script and they had Yeah, nothing on the script. I mean, what happened versus the script did not bear any resemblance to one another. They were just rolling with it. And, uh, you know, you you just, you know, some... People were better equipped <clears throat> to speak than others at that particular point in time, <laughs> and and Dave and Jane were trying to figure out who, you know, Mark Stone, of course, had to speak, yeah. but then they were kind of going through and trying to figure out who would be most appropriate, or you know, some people who really wanted to speak but were told, <laughs> yeah, maybe you shouldn't, <laughs> and some people that they wanted to speak and they said, no, nah, yeah. I probably shouldn't. So they were trying to deal with all of that, but uh, you know, I, I think. uh, that it was, on the whole, it was, it was fun, yep. and uh, people loved it. And uh, as far as I know, yep. Williams' slip and fall did not cause any injury.
1: <laughs> by the way, just so, yeah, good, good for that. Uh, Dan, uh, by the way, I don't know if you knew this, but there are shirts being sold online now that say, Day Effing One, quoted by William, <laughs> William Carlson. I think I might have to buy one of those shirts. Uh, I'm going to assume, Dan, you being the professional that you are, uh, you did not join Marcia Show and Carlson and take your shirt off. Is that a fair assumption?
5: Uh, that is correct. Even though I was doused with uh, all sorts of liquids, uh, I, I I will say that, I, I, you know, you get champagne in your eyes, it really does burn. Uh, but, you know, what the coolest uh, dousing, I think, actually came uh, after the parade was over. Todd Pollack is the Golden Knights ticket guru, and he's been you know uh we're we're a similar age, I think he's just a little bit older than I am, but he's been around from the beginning. He's the guy who, with Bill Foley, helped drum up all the season ticket deposits in the beginning, and he's just uh just a fun guy, incredible hard worker and uh after the parade, it, you know we were you know finishing you know our conversations, taking some photos and and then he he had a can of some cocktail or whatever in his hand, and he asked me if I, if I uh, liked mango. And I said, oh, it's, you know, maybe not my favorite, but yeah, sure, mango's okay. What do you think? <laughs> and he took the can and just dumped it on my head. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love it. So I, I smelled like mango for the rest of there's the worse. night. You, and, there's uh, worse. There's yeah.
2: worse smells. Yeah, that's okay. Exactly. What a great way to officially yeah. end the season. <laughs> Dan, from yeah. your perspective, where you were, with the team what did the crowd look like there's no official numbers yet but it must have been pretty impressive
5: yeah, and, and Todd is the numbers guy. So I, I asked him, like, Todd, like, you know, he he's the guy who uh, submits and publishes that final attendance number. What was it? 19,036 for the game. So of course, it, like, he was the person I think, well, you must know how many people are here for the parade. <laughs> and, uh, and he, you know, had no idea, but I mean, well north of a hundred thousand, you know, he was speculating it could be worth 200,000. I'm not oh. sure that, um, and, and maybe the Las Vegas Metro Police Department will have a number at some point. I, I don't know how they could possibly project it out. Right. But, uh, but you have, I mean, at least in Toshiba Plaza, we know it was, uh, above capacity. It was, I mean, they yeah. started stopping people from entering the plaza. There were just too many people. Sure. Um, uh, I mean. and so that's gotta be right there. It's 15 to 20,000 just at the plaza. Right. Uh, let alone the rest of the route. So, yeah, you know, you know, we staged in the, uh, the, the loading dock area of T-Mobile Arena and then turned up uh, Frank Sinatra and then cut through kind of the back of the Bellagio and yeah. emerged uh, over on the, the north side of the Bellagio on on a Flamingo and then turned on to Flamingo and then just you know just cars who had people who probably had no idea that this was happening at that time like cars just pulling over we throwing beads <laughs> and pucks and stuff that people are pulling over and coming out of their cars out of sunroofs Trade <laughs> hadn't even started yet oh that's so and great and that's great you turn on to that intersection of the strip uh where it meets flamingo and there were right. just people everywhere and and you turn onto the strip and the
1: fountains at the Bellagio are going off. Was, I, wanna, <laughs> I gotta ask you about that, Dan. <laughs> Dan. I gotta ask you because you know, it's one thing if you were at the parade, but you wanna talk about a once in a lifetime experience. You're on one of the buses, right? And you're a yeah. part of the parade. Like you're up there on the bus. I just wanna get that from your perspective. Like it's one thing if a fan shows up and, and tells me what's going on or a reporter, but you're actually a part of this parade. You're a you're you're the voice of the team. What was the perspective like from you, I'm just curious, going down one of the, arguably the most popular boulevards in the world, not just this country, yeah. of course, Las Vegas Boulevard, with the Stanley Cup champions as the play-by-play, man. I'm just curious, like, what was that perspective like for you, personally? Uh, the first thing was, boy, we've got a lot of construction going on right now.
6: <laughs> yes, we thing. think. For the roads,
5: and the demolitions, uh, there's always something going on here. But, the, you know, then you, you're you know, normally it would be, you're in a car driving down the strip you're you're in a car you're like you're not looking down so to be on the second level of one of these double decker buses you you've got a perspective that you don't normally have just to um uh, talk about perspective in the truest sense of the word just your your angle on things you can see down in a way that you don't normally see um so that <laughs> oh that's what they're trying to do with this intersection now i get it. um But, you know, and then, of course, all the people. But then, you know, at first, it's the big picture and the little picture. The big picture is just the the throngs, the numbers, the sheer mass of humanity that has uh, swarmed to the Strip. And then as you look down, as I say, from that bus and you're looking into, say, the first handful of rows of people who have swarmed to the barricades, the thing that comes to mind guys is the smiles. You could just see the joy in everybody's face like that to me was the most rewarding thing about it. You know, like the, just to see everyone just eyes wide open, you know, people of all ages, you know, there's nothing like, you know, seeing a a kid, you know, eight or 10 years old with a big smile. And then you've got one of these foam pucks, you point at the kid, you throw the puck and the kid catches it like that's, you know, very like cool that to me was, was, was
1: great. Very, very special. And it's, and then when the cup comes on your bus too, that was pretty neat. Oh, that, <laughs> yes. hey Dan, who was on your bus? Did you have any players there or was that just broadcast? Yeah yeah. yeah.
5: yeah. So we had, uh, let's see, Logan Thompson, oh, all-star cool. Logan Thompson. Great so he guy. was, you know, he got a lot of uh, attention. Yeah. Yep uh It just is as an aside it was great to see that he and Lauren Brossoir were well enough to be in uniform to go on the ice to celebrate after game class yes, yes. so was there with logan um Teddy Bluger yep um uh who else was there uh Braden Pahal, oh, cool. uh, who got to play one game of the playoffs and then uh, the, the person who I was with. Uh, the most, I, 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 don't want to forget our, uh, our massage therapist, Raul Durantes, who's just yep. a great guy. He used to play baseball in college. Just great guy. Cool. Uh, but I was with Paul Cotter. I was, uh, kind oh, of, nice. kind of standing seated next to Paul Cotter. And, uh, and that really was, was great. And I'll just share a quick story of, um, you know, he had scored that, that goal, one nothing went against Chicago early in the season. And I remember talking to him and, um, I sent him a, the, the call, the clip of, uh, you know, his, it was his first NHL goal. And I told him how I have some friends who have played the sport professionally, and I've gotten to call their first pro goal or first NHL goal, and I send him that clip on that date uh, every year, which is pretty neat. So I said, "Hey, you're you're on the list now." So we got to know each other a little bit from that. He really appreciated. It. He's a great storyteller, which you might not know. Uh, he is, and he had uh, again a long story short. He had uh, uh, crazy travel home for Christmas, and he was telling me the whole story, and I simply said, "You know, Pollock." Do you write a journal? Like you've got to, you've got to write all this down. You're a great storyteller. You never know what's going to happen this season. Like you might want to tell this story, you know, to your family or in a book someday. Like you've got to keep a journal. So I just said that to him one day, mm-hmm. and then later that night he sent me a, a text message with a photo. He had purchased a journal. Nah, so, uh, so ah. anyway, it was pretty neat that we were together, cool, you know, yeah. there on, on the float. I've got stories probably with most of the guys, but that was that was a neat one, especially for his first sure. full season in the National Hockey League. He very much soaked it all in.
1: Yeah, no question. So did I. I mean, about ha- 20 minutes maybe after the Knights won the Stanley Cup, they let certain members of the media on the ice after when they were celebrating with their families. And I was fortunate enough to spoke with Logan Thompson, great guy. Uh, spoke to, spoke to, gosh, probably eight or nine players. But I, I spoke to Foley. He was the first person I spoke to. And I said, Mr. Foley, uh, you said within six years we were going to win a cup. How long will it be? for you to get a second cup. And he looked at me and he smiles and he says to me, just give me a couple months, Brian, and then I'll answer your question. (laughs) And I just
2: thought that was so funny. and so cool.
1: That's Mr. Foley. That's the way he is. And, And I think it's great. Well, Dan, uh, thank you so much again for, uh, Joining us, you, you did a great job. Uh, you always do in 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 covering the nights and 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 as the play by play man. And uh, hey, I think it's going to be an interesting off season. I don't want to really get into specifics right now, but uh, a lot of important decisions for McCrimmon to make and 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 other staff members. But uh, uh, enjoy your time off, my friend, and uh, always appreciate. Your perspective, whether you're breaking down a hockey game, which we usually do, or breaking down a parade, you're very good at both. So <laughs> let's hope let's hope next time, I, uh, next year, I can ask you to break down a parade again. That would be good. That would be great. Yeah. Well, well, thank you
5: guys. It's it's uh, been a pleasure chatting with you. Of course, thank uh, you. You know, here during the playoffs and of course throughout the year, it's uh, it's great to speak with you guys and thank you and your listeners. So thank you.
1: Thank you, Dan. Always you, Dan. a pleasure having you on. Appreciate it, my man. Have a good one. Bye bye. Bye bye. That is, uh, Dan Duva. Uh, great perspective, by the way. As good as he is, uh, as good as he is breaking down a hockey game and, and as the play by play man, he's just as good at, uh, giving specifics on what the parade. I don't think I've ever heard anybody break down a parade as well as Dan Duva just did. that was, he's that was pretty damn good. <laughs> He's, he's fantastic. I like isn't the he? Cotter. Yeah, I like the Cotter story he just gave us. Uh, the perspective. And I think it's very funny that he said the first, the first thing he noticed when the parade started was, wow, we have a lot of construction here. <laughs> this formula one better be good. <laughs> I mean, the videos are hilarious, right? And, uh, Listen, yeah, I go back to to Carlson. The guy was having a good time. There was nothing horrible that he said. He was just, you know, maybe maybe don't give a drunk guy the microphone. That's all. And, and by the way, Dan Duva made a good point. Yeah, uh, giving it to Marcia so might not have been much better. <laughs> uh, but listen, the guys deserve it. They had a great time. Uh, a lot of fun. Is the weird audio of uh, Aiden Hill. Uh, uh, I don't know if we could play this because it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a funny moment where you know these reporters are asking these hockey players, many of whom they don't even know who they are, but that's okay. That's another story. But um, Aiden Hill is 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 getting interviewed live on on a local news network, and I just want to play for you this uh, quick interaction with Aiden Hill. It's actually kind of funny. And listen, Aiden had a couple. He sucked back a couple beers, too, but have a listen to this.
3: What does it mean to bring this city its first Stanley Cup?
0: It's pretty wild. I don't
1: know.
3: I, I like... I don't
2: know
3: what to do with my hands right now. <laughs> okay, that's great. Keep them natural.
2: It's all, it's all good. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do with my hands right a, now. They got a little slurry there, didn't they?
3: <laughs> so I was watching that parade. He did eight, <coughs> eight shotguns within... Eight. Eight, just on the strip, just between... There's no and- way he did Eight. <laughs> Be- no, eight. I'm not going to bet you. I, oh, I guarantee you, he did
1: eight. Well, I'll tell his... you, guys, I, would, I, would I, think, my ass. <laughs> I think we all could agree on this. For the remainder of the playoffs and the time that Aiden Hill has played here, he certainly knows what to do with his hands. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, speaking of somebody that his knows hands what... hands are going to be full of money too soon. See, this is why I'm a professional broadcaster. Speaking of somebody um, who knows what to do with his hands, guess who's joining us in studio tomorrow?
2: Who? porn
1: star evan stone um the re- uh, you see how i did that can we just take a
2: second just yeah. to yeah. pay yes. homage to the greatest transition yeah. in radio history
1: I, <laughs> I go not that kind of transition we want our republican listeners to continue to listen so so be careful with your words there guy um i go from dan Dubin, yeah. i'm talking about a porn star no but in all seriousness the reason why he's coming in studio not, That's lit- what I was ask. not literally i gotta watch what i the words i use here uh the reason why he's coming in studio is because he's running for office the state of Nevada. He is running for office. And only are, in Nevada, right? We are gonna talk about politics with Evan Stone, one of the most popular porn stars, certainly male porn stars of Did all. Did you time. have any idea what he knows about politics? He's actually uh very educated on the issues. I disagree with him on a lot of the issues, but he's very educated on the issues.
2: Is he Magers Is he Republican?
1: Um he leans to the right. Yes, that is very fair to well, this say. This is going to be interesting. Yeah. So uh, listen, I love Evan. He's a great guy. But so do I. He's going to be joining us in studio tomorrow. Talk about a guy that scored a lot of goals in his career, Evan Stone. Uh, so he's going to be joining us in studio tomorrow. Uh, that's going to be, uh, very, very interesting.
2: He scored a lot of goals in his he career. Has. <laughs> he
1: has. Well done. He scored quite a few. Uh, <laughs> he's also got, uh, a lot of, uh, penalties in the penalty box for high sticking. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> Another story for another show. He's definitely been in the penalty box a lot and a lot of game misconducts. Um, so here's, <laughs>
2: just keep reeling him off. <laughs> here's you're not even writing that here's down. Where, here's where the we're cuff. Going.
1: By the way, thanks to Dan Duva for coming <laughs> on. I love that guy. I really love Dan. He is he is so great. Um, All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, have you heard of this story? Yeah, there are some neighbors in Las Vegas that claim they saw aliens. I shouldn't say there are some neighbors. Yeah, there are some people who live in a neighborhood in Las Vegas. They claim they saw aliens land. And what makes this story even more ridiculous, in my opinion, is... You're paying for it out of your own pocket. I'm going to explain exactly what that means coming back. He's Guy David. I'm Brian Shapiro. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHB. Alright, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits... On a Monday, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Somebody in our chat said, in referring to me, this guy gets upset because the hockey players take their shirts off but wants men in thongs and bras to read to kids. I can't today. Well, first of all, the first thing I would say to that is I'm not upset that guys were taking their shirts off. And I said that multiple times. That didn't bother me at all. And number two, I responded by saying, if this guy, and I don't, not you, guy, if you take your shirt off, the women go crazy. This guy I'm in the chat, box, yes, yeah. I said to this guy in the chat, I said, "If you take your shirt off, though, I don't think many women would enjoy that very much." But anyway, that's <laughs> yeah. uh, of course you send yeah. that back to him. Maybe I said maybe <laughs> maybe Mike Pence would enjoy it. <laughs> Can't help him. And uh, who's the guy? Who's the liar? Who's the Ripple Santos? Maybe George Santos would enjoy it. That Perhaps, guy. That yeah. guy is yeah. creepy. George Santos, Mike Pence, and Lindsey Graham would all be. Salivating, I'm sure, if this guy took his shirt off. Anyway, welcome back to the show. I digress. Uh, want to tell you guys about my favorite gaming bar in town, which is Jackson's Bar and Grill, located at Flamingo and Jones. Keep your shirts on there, ladies and gentlemen, uh, even if you're William Carlson. But they got some great promos every Wednesday. Uh, If you earn 200 points and 300 points, you get to spin the wheel twice for a chance to win up to 3,000, and then two more chances to spin the wheel. And then on Fridays, if you earn 1,500 points, you get $100 in free slot play the following day on Saturday. Great food, great atmosphere. I went over there the other day and uh, won a few bucks. And uh, also, uh, what did I get to go there? Oh, the chicken Alfredo. God, was that so good. Jackson's Bar and Grill Check him out Tell him we sent you Guy David in the house Hi Guy David is taking the reins When I leave town Wednesday through Monday So some people will be Very happy to hear that or not. You're very trustworthy. I appreciate
2: you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. You're, you're just thinking, oh, you're, I'm not in Connecticut. I'm just going to turn a blind eye for four days. You're
1: a radio pro, and you'll do just <laughs> fine, and I trust you. And trust me, I don't feel that way about everybody in this town, but I do trust you, and you'll do just fine. And I hate to make you go out to Sapphire uh, Gentleman's Club uh, and pool yeah, well, all by oh yourself. I know that's going to be a challenge you're for just you. You're just but,
2: sending uh, me to a topless yeah. day club and a cabana yeah. by myself to do a show? Yeah. How, by dare the way, you? how dare you?
1: <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> and by the way, you're going to be bringing your girl, I think, and some of her friends. and. Oh, it's going to be a day. I heard that tops will be optional. You can take your shirt off there, by the way. So if Robert Carlson walks in there, he can take his shirt off. And men or women, you're allowed to take your shirt oh, off. Oh, I
2: hope he's yeah. listening.
1: Yeah, I hope he is. <laughs> but, um, so I got to tell you about this story that's been bothering me a little bit. Um, and it's a local story. I've and been in, fascinated and it, by it. And it involves aliens, allegedly. So, Las Vegas Metro Police got a 911 call. Um... On April 30th, around 11.50 p.m., Metro Police officers with body camera video recorded something streaked low across the sky. Yes. Several people across eastern California, Nevada, and Utah reported seeing the flash, according to the American Meteor Society. About 40 minutes later, a young man calls 911 saying he and his family saw something fall from the sky and that there were two moving things in his Northwest Valley backyard. Mm. This is what was said in that phone call. Quote, there's like an eight foot person beside it and another one is inside us and it has big eyes and it's looking at us and it's still there, the caller told the dispatcher. They're like eight foot, nine feet, ten feet. So maybe Yao Ming was in this backyard. I don't know. <laughs> uh, they look like aliens to us. Big eyes. They have big eyes. Like I can't explain it. And a big mouth. So maybe it was me. Two feet too short, they're shiny eyes, and they're human. they're a hundred percent not human, okay, so that's contradicting yourself, but anyway, that's the phone call that they got, so he sounded clearly shaken by whatever he was seeing, so several other family members confirmed not the aliens, but they confirmed this light across the sky all right, so let's let's use some common sense here, okay that
2: that is confirmed by video,
1: correct it's a meteor, yeah, and the meteor and, and it was confirmed and that's what meteors look like, you dopes. So here's why I'm angry at this. Okay. Now listen, if you're a dope and you think that green aliens are among us in society and you've been probed by an alien and maybe some of you have been probed by aliens. And, and I don't know. Maybe that's why you, you I, I don't know. I don't know. I won't take it further than that, but you stayed away from a mega joke again. Yeah. Go I on. was going to make a mega joke there, but I, I, knew I kinda, it was coming. I kind of stopped myself there. Listen, if you're one of those people that wants to spread lies and you're an idiot, Because, yes, I think you're an idiot if you're one of those people that thinks you were abducted by aliens and you aliens in your backyard. Okay, whoever this was that called the cop was lying. Okay, no aliens were in his or her backyard. It was a lie. Here's the problem. When you call 911 and you lie about something, because clearly this was a lie, that's a crime. You can't call the police and lie about something. Why? Because it takes Metro's resources away, that's another call that somebody could have taken. It's taxpayer dollars. Even worse, police came back to the scene to ask some follow-up questions because it's their job and they have to do so. The family that we're talking about here claims that they saw men in suits and sunglasses, like like a scene from a movie. You know, in the hours after. This situation. By the way, I don't believe that. Like straight that.
2: out of men in black yeah, sort yeah, of thing. Yeah,
1: men, by the way, I don't believe that either. I think this family's a bunch of liars. Come That's on. what I think. Yeah. Um so here's where it gets really weird, and this is where your taxpayers and my taxpayer money it, it could be going to probably some better resources than this. Metro police said officers, and I don't know why Metro did this, because it's absurd. But apparently this family was hysterical, and they thought aliens were to come to come down and probe them, I guess. So, Metro Police installed temporary cameras for the family's benefit. Listen, if you want to give the family a benefit, take them into a psychiatric ward. That would be a lot better to spend our tax dollars than to set up cameras in their house. Wait, which were, they, are were the cameras
2: up for their own safety from aliens or people who well, thought they
1: were nuts? Uh, apparently, it, it sounds to me like police did that as to comfort the family. Um, to comfort the family who yeah. saw the aliens. Yeah, because allegedly they saw aliens, okay? Um... It really is ridiculous. It, 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 and it's ridiculous on so many different levels. Now, I know there's a lot of people that claim that Bigfoot exists, right?
2: Loch Ness Monster. Now,
1: when you claim that you see an unidentified flying object, that's very different than claiming that you saw aliens. An unidentified flying object is exactly what it is. It's an unidentified... It could be a drone. It could be something from China.
2: Something flying uh, with no explanation what
1: it is. Right, right. It doesn't mean that it's aliens okay and people think if you see an unidentified flying object that immediately it's some flying saucer with green aliens inside no that's not the case there are plenty of reports of unidentified flying objects doesn't mean it's from aliens doesn't mean it's from another universe it just means it it could be from another country it could be some type of weather drone there's a number of different things it could Mm. be i saw this video of the flashlight it was a meteor That's what it was. And the first time I saw it, I said, that's what it was. And it's so interesting, Guy, because all these people out there, and there's a lot of idiots out there that claim that they've seen green aliens and all this other stuff. Why have we not seen one video video of one of these aliens? And I'm not talking about a video that, you know, is in a movie. I'm talking about real video evidence. Why have we not seen... One video. Everybody that says they saw Bigfoot. Why have we not seen one video of Bigfoot? We have cell phones and cameras everywhere.
2: There's, there's always a story to it. Something that's extinct or an alien. It's all like, I went to get my phone out, but it went or I went this because it never happened. Let me ask you. I was, I heard all the police recordings yeah. when they spoke to the family. And after that, I was so surprised how much credence and with all due respect to them gave to the family yeah they like took it seriously and then one police officer even stopped someone on the side of the road near the house it was on his body camera and said i know this sounds stupid but have you seen paraphrasing any 10 foot tall monster looking things from out of this world he said that to a bystander in a car did that surprise you Uh, Or is that just their job and they're doing their due diligence? But due diligence doesn't sound like the right word with aliens.
1: It's a really good question. And the best way I can answer that question would be to say... "Well, should they be arrested? (laughs) I think if you file a fake report... Now, listen, anybody can say that they saw a green alien. And then you could say to yourself, well, prove that I'm lying, right? Exactly. Obviously, this family is... What's the best word I could use? Obviously, I don't believe them. I believe that they're liars. Okay, I do not believe that there were aliens in their backyard. Uh, I don't believe any of the stuff they said. This was a meteor, and they freaked out either one or the other. Either they freaked out,
2: but 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 what do you believe they saw in their backyard? Because that wasn't the media. Do you believe they saw something, or do you believe they're making the no. whole thing entirely up? I think they're making this stuff up. I don't believe so. So there anymore. was nothing there, and they just no. called the police because they sounded genuinely disturbed, and that's why this has made national news. Because there's an alien story every day, but it doesn't make national news. No, it's because how disturbed they actually sounded on their recordings. Yeah, are they I- just great lies? Did they do this for
1: fun? <laughs> Explain it to me. Um, it it could be that they're crazy people okay they, they could be crazy it could be and here's something else they've agreed this is something else that's a red flag they agreed to do interviews with all these different members of the media but then
2: they said no um
1: they said no to them uh so i don't I was,
2: know i was gonna ask you to try and get them on listen i would love to i don't
1: think they're telling the truth but i'm going to take some phone calls right now and i'm going to open up the phone lines am i wrong here do you believe this family do you believe they that there were aliens in their backyard that were 10 feet tall
2: um 702-221-7283 is the number to call brian you have heard the audio right of the family i have do you agree that they sound sort of they're good liars they sound sort of sincere uh, it's either one of two things either they're absolutely nuts
1: and they they're delirious and maybe they were doing some shrooms i guess that's possible or they just want to make something up and make something out of nothing let me be very clear again. I call the police. 911? Yeah, there's evidence that this was a meteor. This wasn't an alien. Okay? It wasn't an alien. They we weren't aliens. Okay? This was a meteor. Wesley, got- the number to call if you want to be a part of the conversation. Do you agree or disagree with us? Do you, do you to think that this family is, is completely 100% genuine? Are you okay with our tax dollars going to that? Or are you on my side and say this is a waste of taxpayer money and the, this family should be psychologically evaluated. 702 221 And again, that number, 702 221 Let's start off with Wesley. Hi, Wesley. What's going on?
6: Hi, I'm a longtime listener of yours.
1: Well,
2: I appreciate that.
5: Uh, I never agree with anything. I never agree with anything you say politically,
1: but I do 100% agree with you today. I just wanted to let you know.
2: It's a big moment. Well, I
1: appreciate that. Okay. Let me ask you, Wesley, I'm (laughs) glad, I'm glad you called in and there's nothing wrong with disagreeing with me. Let me be very clear on that. But since I got you on the line, if you don't mind, let me pick your brain a little bit. What is the biggest thing about what I say or guy that, that I, we say on this show that you just disagree with me vehemently? Like what, what is the one thing that, that you're annoyed with me on that you just disagree?
5: Uh, well, but that that's a good question, and and basically it's it's your <laughs> your your entire political thought process. Okay, well, be specific. Uh, I think smaller help, government help the better.
1: Okay, so, uh, I think smaller government the better. Okay, so wouldn't smaller government mean I don't want the government involved in a woman's body, right? I don't want them involved with abortion. That that's that's been my take since day one. Uh, I, I, I've never said that the uh, vaccines should have been mandatory. So I'm, I'm not a big fan of of government involved in your life. Now I would like government to help people that are struggling. Right? I mean I'm okay with food stamps and welfare for people that need it to help poor people, but oh. I would. But oh, I, I've, got a pro- I've got a problem at this point. I have a okay. problem at this okay, point. Okay, so tell me, what do we do? If you have a problem with that, I'm glad we're getting into this conversation. It's a little bit off topic, but that's okay. If you have okay. a problem with that, then what is your solution to helping all the poor people in this country?
6: Well, my solution is the
5: money we're spending now for illegal aliens and la- some, most, a lot of lazy people who don't want to work, the money should be for elderly people and people that can't take care of themselves, not not funneling a bunch of illegal aliens in from Mexico or,
1: or the 140 other countries. So you can collect welfare and food stamps if you're an illegal immigrant? Yeah,
6: as soon as you drop an anchor, baby. I mean,
1: I... Uh, uh, oh, no, yeah. no, no, hold on. Uh, we, well, hold, on hold on, hold on. Okay. Wesley, let's focus on this because it's a good conversation. I, okay. I, I respect your opinion. So you're saying that you disagree with my take on welfare and food stamps to help people in this country because of illegals. And I'm asking you... Where are illegals getting food stamps and welfare? If they're illegal, they don't qualify for food stamps and welfare. So I'm ch- I'm confused with your do, take. Do they qualify for a free place to live, or are they just living on the streets? So you're saying every illegal in this country gets a free place to live? Where are you getting that from? That's not true.
5: Uh, uh, I'm, 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 I'm referring to the people that are getting here within the last
1: six months. And I'm asking you, what governmental program gives an illegal, a free one-bedroom apartment. I, I, with all due respect, I have no idea what you're talking about. They don't get food stamps and welfare. Okay. Now listen, you can go walk into a soup kitchen, and maybe, out of the goodness of a church, they'll give you some food. I don't have a problem with that. But I just want to focus on what Because you have a problem with me saying, I want poor people in this country getting welfare and food stamps, and you disagree okay. with that premise because of illegals. And what I'm trying to explain to you is that money isn't allocated for illegals. Now if you want to say we're doing too much for illegals, right? I don't think illegals should get a driver's license. I don't think illegals well, should should well, just,
5: sh- just 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 a minute. You're you're just saying that, that we're
1: not doing anything for them. I didn't, I didn't never said illegals. I never said we're not doing anything okay. for them. You you said should, we were okay. specifically talking about welfare and food stamps. Now if there are illegals in this uh, country, think, yeah, go ahead. I think there's veterans and I think there's
5: Elderly people like my wife's friends who are 89 years old and can't take care of themselves, that money should be going to them, not not people that aren't supposed to be here. And I'll take my answer off the air. Thank you very much.
1: Okay, I would have loved to have continued the conversation with some other things that you disagree with me on, but I'm, I'm confused about your argument. But when, when somebody says, Guy, I disagree with everything you say, and my response is, okay, let's talk about that. What do you disagree with me on? And he and, and he makes generalizations and he's not specific and then and then he says he disagrees with my take because I believe and I think you you're with me on this, poor people should be able to get help, food stamps, welfare, and then he talks about illegals, which, by the way, has nothing to do with welfare, or food stamps. I, th- I think he thought that illegals were getting welfare and well, food stamps. I mean, I'm I'm shocked that somebody that dis- disagrees with me on an issue but, but doesn't it, have the facts. But, but it,
2: I, I think you said it right. You might be able to walk into a a place and get a yeah, bowl of soup at yeah. church. So, I have no problem with. So he's making the
1: claim he said that he disagrees with everything politically. Yeah, he's making the claim that an 89 year old in his family. I don't remember who it is can't get help because of illegals. And I don't know what he's talking about. Um, I don't know what he's talking about. And, and here's something else. What's his solution? What's his solution? I didn't hear any solutions. It's interesting. The people that, and that's fine. He's welcome to call back and we could have a debate. The people that seem to disagree with me on a lot of issues, they'll disagree, but then they don't have a solution. When I talk about issues, gun control, health care, Illegal immigration, you name it. You might disagree with me, but I'm going to come up with some solutions that I think would work. Like, for example, with immigration, right? The overwhelming majority, of, and this guy pro- probably didn't know that, I'm going to assume. The overwhelming majority of illegals in this country are those that overstay their visas. But if you talk to somebody like that, I guarantee you he's going to talk about building the wall on the border. I've never heard any of these people have solutions for the illegals that overstay their visas. Now, I've talked about some solutions that I think would work. People that talk about illegal immigration, they don't understand that Donald Trump's policies and Joe Biden's policies were virtually exactly the same. They were exactly the same.
2: and so they want to blame the Joe Biden administration. Well, one thing I, I'll i give you a lot of credit for, which I think is also why you're, you're very good on radio at what you do, Um You have your opinions, you have strong opinions, we all know your opinions, listeners know your opinions. Uh, you have Republicans listening to the show. You have Democrats listening to the show. But you always want people to call in that have yeah. opposing I don't views mind to a you. Good You're debate. like, it's a waste of time to have someone call in that completely agrees with me. Yeah. You want to have I a genuine it. debate with someone. That's not it. screaming at the top of your lungs insulting everyone. Yeah. It's Some, having a sometimes. general debate <laughs> on the issue at hand. Yeah. But the only time it gets like that is when <laughs> they scream <laughs> hey, at you hey, and then guy, it becomes completely that obnoxious. Guy, that
1: guy was very respectful. I have no problem with him
2: at all. I, I, I I'm he, he was respectful. Respectful, he got stumped by you because he wasn't prepared for it well he, he was, if you're gonna make respectful. a blatant
1: if you're gonna make a, a a blank slate statement that i disagree with you on everything but this alien story
2: he was originally calling about the aliens you just
1: said he just well, had to put in the comment he said, he said he agrees with me that that's cool he just had um, to put in the comment
2: he doesn't agree with you on anything I just politically
1: like, i get it some uh, listen I, I try to call it out as i see it and and some people are going to agree, some people are going to disagree. I no, you, you.
2: want a debate. It's a good thing. I'm never going to have. It's enough. what we need more in America. Yeah. I'm sick of the hatred towards yeah. each other on both sides. Mm-hmm. They belong in jail, but just all of it. I'm sick of it. Yeah. Well, blaming your, you know, the issues that your
1: 89 year old mother or grandmother, I'm not sure, and blaming that and the reason why she can't get care because of illegals is is quite frankly ridiculous. Uh, first of all, we've had a ton of illegals in this country for a very very long time. Uh, There are still many of governmental. So it's interesting. He's talking about how he doesn't want government to get involved. And then literally 30 seconds later, he's talking about how he wants government to help his 89 year old family member. He's all over the place. I would, I would recommend Wesley, when you call back, have your argument ready to go. Let's have a nice spirited, good, respectful debate, but just have your facts right. You can't tell me I don't want government involved and you want too much government involved. And then you're complaining that your 89 year old family member The government's not helping her. You can't have it both ways. It's
2: another thing a lot of people are saying on the right. They're like... I'm libertarian, you yeah. know, which yeah. means less government. I'm libertarian. But then yeah. they're like, yeah, the abortion, the everything right that they, they want more government involved in that, which makes no sure. sense at all. But but, but
1: I agree. Then anyway, Wesley, you're welcome to call back anytime. Please Precia- do. Appreciate you listening to the show. And um, I look forward to another uh, debate if you want to call it that. Uh, 702-221-7283 is the number to call. And again, if you want to be a part of the conversation, 702-221-7283. Let's go to Carl. Carl, what's going on?
6: Oh yeah, I Um uh, I hope you both you had a good father's day. Although Brian, I don't know if you're a father, but not that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You, is your partner a uh, your partner uh, father?
1: I don't know that either, but uh for the record he's not my partner. He he already is taken. I just wanna be clear. <laughs> well, I meant your associate, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes
2: I am. Thank um, you so much, Cal.
1: Yeah, well well Brian, uh, at least
6: that's one day of the week. Uh, At least that's one day of the year that the far-right can't call you a mother, right?
1: That's true.
6: That's true. Very, very true. Hey, Carl, have you seen
1: any aliens aliens in Las Vegas, Carl?
6: I called about the alien thing. Yes, yes. Uh, Listen, uh, they were aliens in their backyard. They were far-right MAGA supporters, so I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. Uh, They did see a couple of them, but... uh, (laughs) Thought,
1: you think maybe Lauren Bobert and Marjorie Taylor Greene were in their backyard and they mistaken them yeah, for aliens? I guess well, that's very
6: possible. Well, as far as Marjorie Taylor Green goes, I don't think any alien would accept her for uh, any <laughs> relation to yeah, them. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, what I really want to say, this is two, I'll be real quick. You may not believe it, uh, but those people actually, they're not mentally ill. It was just, they wanted publicity. Mm-hmm. They got their publicity on TV yeah, and the radio, what, and that's
1: all it was. I, I wasn't sure if they did interviews. Have they done interviews since? No. I, I'm not sure.
6: That's, but, what, uh, that's, what, mainly, that's they, what confuses me. They've been asked about about this.
2: everyone from Joe Rogan to CNN to Fox News. They're refusing to do any interviews. Yeah, that's very bizarre. So, if you are, so Carl, let's go with that for a second. If they are looking
1: for publicity, why are they not doing interviews? That's what I think these, this is a family that is mentally ill. That's what I think.
6: Well, they need to be, they need to have an uh, examination of some type to find that out. I don't know. Just from well, one thing. You think maybe I uh, should knock there's... on their
1: door with either a Trump outfit on or maybe an alien suit and just knock on their door and say, we've come for you?
6: Yeah, they probably pack their bags and want to go. They probably shoot <laughs> me. They probably <laughs> shoot know.
1: me, so it's probably not a good idea.
6: But, That's the concern. But I'm going to tell you real quick a, a real quick story. This is real quick. And this is true. Because I don't lie. Everybody can uh, attest to that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, this was many, many years ago. I, I have a residence in Florida. And I was li- at that time, I was living there. We were going to the—I live on the uh, uh, the East Coast, a uh, place called Bell Harbor. It's, uh, anyway, we were going to drive to the West Coast, me and my wife, to—you uh, have to cross the Everglades. And it's US-41. It's called Alligator Alley. And you drive across the state to the, and you have to go through the Everglades, basically. And we were driving through and it was early in the morning and we looked up and we saw this thing hanging in the sky. It looked like a large, large cigar shaped vehicle, something like a cigar. It was just hanging there, bright, bright colored. And all of a sudden it just raised up and shot up into the sky and disappeared. A cigar well, I... that was hanging there. Well, wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I could make some funny jokes. Yeah. We'll ask I, 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 about that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I said to I, I said to my mom, to, to my wife, "But what the hell was that? I don't know." So anyway, we went where we're going, yeah. and we came home. And this is a true story. You might not believe it. Yeah. But two days later, there was a uh, knock at our residence. Yeah. And I came down to front door the door. Yes. And there were two men standing there. Hmm. And you know what one of them said? And it's a true story. What did they say? You you didn't see what you thought you saw. And they turned around and walked away. Hmm. Now,
1: how cool. I explain that? I don't know. Where's your wife, Carl? Put her on the phone. I want her to verify the story.
6: Although oh, no, she can't. She's not here. She's at work. But, why is uh, she
1: never Why is she never there when you call in? I want to talk to her. Because I wife. keep her working. I, I want, keep her working all the time. I want to learn time. the secrets about Carl. I I want to talk to well, his wife. I keep, what is your wife's first I, name? I, Susan. Susan. I, I want Susan to call next time. Can Susan call next oh, time? Oh, I'll try to. Can you right. make that happen for us? Yes. I want Susan to call. I want to, I want to do a psych evaluation of Carl. I want Susan. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding, Carl. I'm, keep, te- I'm teasing with you, Carl. Hey, I appreciate you no. calling in my friend. And well, I thank keep you. her working. I keep her working All right. to support me. All right. To support Good. me. How was so. your, your sex life with your wife? You, like on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the best, one being the worst? Uh, uh, minus, minus three. Okay, so you're saying it could be worse. Okay, well that's good. I think yeah. I think my parents, my parents are like a one. So you're doing much better than my parents. Uh, anyway, Carl, I'm just teasing yeah. you, my friend. Thank you for calling in. My I sex life. It. Okay, yeah. take care. Thank you, no. care. We'll cut it off there. I don't want I don't want to reveal too much about Carl's sex life. Thank you for calling in, okay. Carl. I appreciate that. Okay, bye. I'm just having some fun with Carl. Um, but in all seriousness, get serious here for a second. This family has cost taxpayer money. People like you and me, uh, they've cost us money. They are liars. They did not see aliens in their backyard. Everybody else that saw what they saw did not claim that they were aliens. It was a meteor. It, and And I don't understand why Metro Police, it's not their job to make the family feel good, okay, to put up cameras. And I know those cameras have since been removed. It was a waste of time. The fact that the family is not doing interviews leads me to believe that they know they're full of crap. That's what I think. Um And they've probably been advised not to do any publicity or anything because they could be charged with a crime. That's what I think. You can't just call 911 and say you're being probed by an
2: alien. Okay, you can't do that. Is well, This didn't get released to the public like a month after it happened. Right, correct. So I don't know if the family intended it to be a publicity stunt. And then do you think after... They got scared, maybe. After all yeah. this national intrigue with it, yeah. they actually thought, oh, maybe we did see something, but it obviously wasn't aliens. Or are you just calling them, and we better back off now? Yeah. Or are you just calling them flat-out liars? Um,
1: I, I don't know for sure, but I think they need some help. And what I mean by help is not Metro Police setting up uh some cameras
2: do, do you need help if you just panic and say you saw something scary they didn't use the I word aliens maybe
1: they need some anxiety medication they need to go to the mental hospital but i don't want taxpayer money being spent on stuff like this because i think it's nonsense this i just is- don't
2: know what the camera's there remember for, uh, the radio
1: He's- radio host art bell he used to talk about yeah, back, this stuff all the yeah. time back in the day and um listen uh, this is conspiracy theory stuff Everybody thinks that there's aliens at Area 51 or 54 or whatever it's called. 51. Uh, Yeah, 50 that's where they have the the bar and the stuff uh, in Vegas. That's not what I'm talking about. But no, in all seriousness, ask yourself this question, and I'll leave it at this. For all you people out there that still believe that we are among aliens and green people on this planet Earth and these UFOs are landing and people are being probed by aliens, if you're one of those people that thinks that, then answer this question for me, please. Why is it that we don't have one clear succinct video one of an actual alien not one all the people in on the world in the world that have cell phones with cameras on them and just about every single one has access to that
2: it's very convenient why
1: is it that we don't have one video well i will tell you why because they don't exist they haven't come to the planet earth other other species
2: on other planets yes of course i believe that so so wait so you, you you believe in aliens um aliens can be fungus growing on another yeah, country
1: i believe that there are other living species on other planets so and other I. universes. i just
2: don't think they can get there's to too us, many too far away
1: endless planets all yeah. over the place so yes i do believe that we're not they're, alone
2: yeah uh, there's,
1: too big. there's probably another earth somewhere it yes wouldn't surprise me but nowhere where we can see it um but, but so we have
2: they're not among us right. amongst us i there's don't believe no, in area
1: fifteen no, one exactly there's no ufos that are landing here now Area 51, you know, do you have some unidentified flying objects, not alien stuff, but maybe some weird stuff from other countries that they've comp Absolutely. I I believe that 100%. I mean, they're, whether it be the world of drones, whether it be something from Russia or another country, a Chinese balloon. Yeah, it happens all the time. It's, so
2: It's a top secret
1: place. And that's a UFO. So I'm sure they have some stuff like that. But are there green aliens that are locked in cages? No. Um, it's this fam- not men in black. No. This family needs some help. And um, they need to stop calling nine one one and claiming that aliens are infiltrating their backyard. Uh, Ten foot aliens. No, listen. I've had Huge. a couple. I've had a couple dreams where I thought aliens were probing me, and then I learned that it was Donald Trump in one of my dreams, and then I moved on. Yeah, you know, I moved on. You,
2: you, you would have really been
1: sweating. I moved on. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, He's Guy David, I'm Brian Shapiro. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Guy's going to give us an update on the Conor McGregor situation. If you're unaware, uh, McGregor is accused of sexual assault, rape, sexual assault after Game 4 of the NBA Finals. But Guy's going to be sharing some new information with us about his family situation that might surprise you. So we'll take a quick break. We'll come back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client, so please give them a call, 702-248-0554.
3: selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community my name is Blake Wynn you may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada's ever had <laughs> Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well, so I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Gwynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert, 702
4: 540 3311. Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentlemen's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with a bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers. Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast. Washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. 10 lines, beware, go bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. Guests can purchase affordable day-bed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part though, pushing the limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now. For more info, visit sapphirepoollv.com or call 702 869 0003. That's 702 869 0003. See you at Sapphire. Hey, everybody, are you struggling to find a
0: pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premium Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it.
1: Alright, welcome back. It's pushing the limits on a Monday. Thank you so much for joining us. Tomorrow in studio, the porn adult star legend Evan Stone will be here. Not really to talk about the porn business. Evan Stone is running for office in the great state of Nevada. Yes, he's he's trying to become a politician. So I'm so curious with what he knows. Yeah, well we're gonna we're gonna pick his brain. What he knows, so about to speak, politics. And what it's like dating Katie Morgan, because they're together. <laughs> yeah. We'll be talking. We'll be talking about that. Uh, what's that Seth? Uh, Seth Rogen
3: movie? Uh, Zach and Mary make a yeah, porno.
1: Yeah, you remember her? She played a little role in that movie. She did. I do remember her. Harvey yeah. Weinstein. Yeah, she 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 had some run-ins with Harvey Weinstein. She told me in that <laughs> movie. But anyway, Evan will be joining us in studio tomorrow. I want to tell you guys about uh, my good friend uh, Blake Gwynn. You might know this name because his father used to be the uh, the late great Kenny Gwynn used to be the governor here in the great state of Nevada. Well, Blake works for uh, Keller Williams Real Estate Group. I'm telling you right now, if you're buying or selling a home, you want to call this guy. My parents called him up. Uh, My parents are moving here uh, within a few months, and uh, he gave them nothing but great advice. Blake's lived here his whole life. You want to talk to a real estate agent that knows this city inside and out, right? knows the area. Blake is that guy. Please give him a call. Even if you're thinking of buying or selling a home, just give him a call. Not going to charge you anything. He'll give you great advice. I'm going to give out his number. Write it down. 702-540-3311. Again, 702-540-3311. There are people that are asking, well, what is Evan Stone running for? Well, you're just going to have to listen to the show tomorrow, and he'll tell you. The suspense. Good tease. Yes, the suspense. He's running for public office in this state. (laughs) He's very serious about it. And I'm sure the Republicans are ecstatic to know that somebody in the porn industry, as a Republican, is running for office. Because, yeah, you know, Republicans are just all for porn, <laughs> right? <laughs> you can't help you it. You know what's sick about some of these Republicans? Like, all they, right, here we go. Go they, ahead. I'm sorry. I'm going to go on another Republican rant.
2: Yeah. You got 30 seconds.
1: They all talk about 30 seconds. <laughs> put me on the clock guy, they all talk about how they're, you know, do whatever you want behind closed doors. Most of these Republicans are so anti-porn. And meanwhile, I bet you it's Mike Pence that's watching more porn than anybody else (laughs) on the planet. You know, this guy, you know, the the Republicans that are so against pornography and
2: nudity are the same guys that are probably cheating on their wives left and right and
1: and watch more porn
2: than anybody. Ever since... Tiger Woods got caught cheating when I thought he was the most honest guy in the world. Yeah. Now I don't trust anyone that looks completely honest. I know. Yeah, he started it, so I'm like, yeah. Mike Pence, perfect example. Can I ask you a serious question? He's now. sleeping with everybody.
1: I have to ask you a serious question. Yeah, go ahead. What type of porn do you think Mike Pence watches?
2: Like like he definitely
1: watches porn, but what kind of porn? Like race? What do you Just mean? Just in general. There's all sorts of different porn out there. What what oh the clock ran out. What what type of porn? I'm asking him a question now, though, so it's okay. My thirty seconds. I'm trying expired. to work
2: out how to answer this within the FCC regulations. By the way, I,
1: had, I had thirty seconds. My thirty seconds has expired. That's twenty one more seconds than Donald Trump lasted with Stormy Daniels. I just,
2: <laughs> I just wanted to make no, that. I, I, I want to know about that question. Did you, you mean like race? There's different races. Do you mean different I don't things know. they do? There's all sorts. What, what, what of does that mean?
1: There's all sorts. You know what I'm talking about. There's all sorts. What like man on porn. man? Woman, Anything. Woman? I'm just saying. What man, any- woman, threesomes? Wait, what? I'm not, what are you I'm saying? Not gonna, I'm not going to give you any hints. I just want to know your opinion. What type of porn do you think Mike Pence watches? That's all. Well.
2: I don't know. I got you, what, what you just, I, I, I have so many things I want to say. It could no, be, he's trying to say stuff. It could be stuff, alien it. porn. I mean, I don't know. You, you, you're going somewhere with this. Now I want to know where you're going with that. You just didn't ask me that question randomly. Here's what I think Mike Pence watches. I think he watches... You always uh, have something in mind. I
1: think he watches the Police Academy movies over and over again, and he watches when they're singing YMCA. I think it was Police Academy 1. I think that's the... Uh, I, th- I think that's the scene that Mike Pence watches over and over again, and that's his kind of porn. Or maybe he watches people dance in church. Maybe that's the kind of porn he wa- I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, let's move on from uh, Mike Pence, who's the biggest stiff on the planet. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, Conor McGregor, because we talked about this on Friday. It's a big story. He's the biggest face, in, I would say, in the history of, of MMA fighting. He's one of the most recognizable figures on the planet. I also happened to be sitting 5 feet away from him at Red Rocket at, at a steakhouse. He
2: gave you a dirty a look a few right? months ago
1: and he was not very kind to me. Um, but he didn't throw any waters bottles at me or anything. Um, we talked about what took place uh after game 4 or what allegedly took place. We saw him take this woman's hand and go into a bathroom for about a minute or so. I think most people with any logic at all would understand what he was trying to do with her. Yeah. Uh while I don't know for sure what happened in that bathroom, it appears to me that there was probably some making out and stuff. And then he probably was trying to take it a little bit too far and she got upset, elbowed him and left. And, and she was upset. She called the police. I believe her. Um, but now there's new, there's some new photos that have been released. Guy, I want you to explain to us what's, what's the latest on this.
2: Well, Conor McGregor is obviously doing his best to show that him and his family, including his pregnant fiance, are all good because she was obviously out of the country when this took place. So she flew in two days ago to spend Father's Day with him, and Connor posted a bunch of photos on his Instagram yesterday of them looking completely in love. He is on a couch, he has a towel over him, his shirt off, and she's massaging his feet while looking into his eyes with a smile on her face and his face. Then there's also another photo he posted with them and the children all laughing and being happy, and he wrote in the caption, best Father's Day ever, God bless, or something like this. He's trying to show that his family's good, even though his fiance has clearly seen this video mm-hmm. of him taking a girl in his, by her hand into a bathroom and security getting in front of the door so no one else can come in. Mm. But he's doing his best to show we are good as a family, even though it looks a little staged, Brian.
1: Mm. I That's what I was going to ask you, because I look at these photos and he doesn't really put stuff like that up on social media very often i find it very interesting that he puts it up now i think this was completely staged it was i don't know the personal relationship that conor mcgregor has with his fiance. i know that she's pregnant i saw the family in vegas a few months ago
2: he announced the pregnancy the day after
1: he was taking the woman into the bathroom on national tv which gives me more reason to believe that this scumbag was Attempting to cheat on his fiance it reminds me of Donald Trump. But anyway, um, it's completely staged in my eyes. But here's the thing. I don't know the personal relationship between Conor McGregor and his fiancée. I don't. They could have an open relationship. I don't know. Here's what I do know. I can't imagine if you're a woman carrying the baby in your belly of the man that you are going to marry, whether you have an open relationship or not, That you enjoyed watching that video of your soon-to-be husband taking a woman into a bathroom for a minute, and then she claims that she was sexually assaulted. I can't imagine she's happy. And I believe there's no question that these pictures are staged. They look staged. That they probably told their kids, hey, to laugh and smile and jump on daddy, we're going to take some pictures. And she played along with it, I'm sure. But I can't imagine behind closed doors that she's very happy at his behavior. It's going to cost him a lot of money. And this isn't the first time he's done something like this.
2: It, no, it's, it's the second time or maybe even third. But if you look at the rest of Connor's photos on his Instagram, they look nothing like these photos, which mm. shows to me it was a desperate attempt to, to show the world that him and his fiance are okay. But the point you made before, say they do have an open relationship say they do sleep with other people, maybe just he does and he takes care of her. Mm -hmm. Say that is the case. Yep. Still, the humiliation she must be going through with everyone looking at her and commenting about her to her, whispering about her because of what he put her through by taking that woman's hand into a bathroom for a minute. Correct. Yep. On camera. So Mm -hmm. everyone in the world can see Mm -hmm. that is just as bad even if they do have an open relationship. He has put her through humiliation. I agree. Yeah, complete humiliation. And I do wonder what he's saying to her behind closed doors because he's got an ego. I wonder if he can be a little bit sincere and forthcoming to her in person. I don't know if he can because it looks like he just made her do those photos.
1: I don't know if Conor McGregor is a rapist. Do I believe Conor McGregor has sexually assaulted a woman in his life? My opinion is yes. Do I believe that there are times in Conor McGregor's life where he forced a woman to do something that she didn't want to do? Absolutely. When you have the decision-making or lack thereof in a public place, a very public place, after Game 4 of the NBA Finals, when there are people Everywhere. And everybody in the world knows who you are. and as You're right. I was just going to say that. Everybody knows who you are. And you take this woman's hand, knowing that people are going to see this and there are cameras. And you bring her into a men's bathroom and you tell your security guards, and maybe Miami security as well, we're learning, to stand outside the door and not let anybody in. You are an idiot. Yep. You are a complete buffoon when you have so many sponsors and people that you represent and companies and, and you decide to do that. It'd be one thing if you did it in privacy. Uh, Obviously I would never condone any type of sexual assault or any uh, forcing anybody to do anything they don't want to do. But if you are going to cheat on your fiance and you are going to have a one night stand or whatever the case may be, you do it in private The fact that he did it publicly leads me to believe
2: or leads me to ask this question. How many times has he done something like this in private? You wonder if he has a bit of that. This isn't a one-time thing. Yeah, for lack of a better term, God complex, where he actually thinks he's invincible. And you get that when you are so famous and you've gotten away with things multiple times. that You actually think you've become invincible. So that is what makes me think it's happened over and over. And I'll just say he's more of an idiot. I don't think Conor McGregor's a racist, a rapist, not racist, because (laughs) how many times does it happens in everyday life? You think you're at a stage with a woman where you might not be, and maybe you try and go too far, but then you stop. That's not rape. That's misjudgment.
1: Yes. I'm willing to believe that maybe. I don't know. If you sexually assault somebody, is that considered rape? If you fondle somebody. It's not necessarily...
2: I don't know. The difference there, rape would have to be... I mean, if you're, if you're both interacting with each other physically, and you right. try and go a little further, and then maybe she or he doesn't want to, Right. that's not rape. But if you just grab a random person, right? that's sexual assault, right? Yeah, correct. I think that's probably what happened. And we don't
1: know for sure, but in, in, in the bathroom, the, the first thing you said, and we talked about this... But that's, he's an idiot. Yes. He's an idiot, and... um. It's interesting that you know the higher ups at the UFC. You have the the, the biggest face of your sport, and, and they're cowards. I mean, they don't they don't like to talk about this sort Has of stuff. Has Dana said anything regarding I, it on the record? I, I don't know if I've seen him say anything about this, but he should.
2: I, I would have seen something. This yeah. is
1: a guy who just seen in public smacking his girl. Um, there's a rage issue when it comes to some men that have a lot of testosterone, right? Mm. Uh, whether it be the NFL, whether it be MMA. It happens really all over society and it's horrible, but uh, i got to put an end to this and um, I don't think Conor McGregor's learned his lesson, that's for sure. Um, it's probably going to happen again and again and again and again. So, you know, looking back on, on this story, uh, we all know what's most likely going to happen here. It's going to be a payout. It's not criminal. I find it weird that she's not pressing criminal charges. I find that to be a little strange. But She's going to get money. She's going to get paid. Uh, the question is, what's going to happen to the Miami Heat? Are they going to have to pay? Is somebody going to get fired? Are multiple people going to get fired? And then she's also filed a lawsuit against the NBA, which I don't think um, should be liable for this. It's the franchise that should be liable. But I'm not a lawyer, and I'm not sure how this works. But the Miami Heat, if they had just one security guard that was assisting here, then they're going to be liable and responsible, and somebody's going to get fired. And, and, uh, and yeah. Connor's
2: sitting here going, look – I'm gonna pay her. Yeah. I'm not gonna know the money's gone from my bank account because I have so much. She won't be allowed as part of me paying her to talk about it anymore. I'm gonna fight again, and there's gonna be more money coming in. Everyone's gonna be talking about my fight, and this is gonna be completely forgotten.
1: Probably, most likely, um, for his for his fans. Yeah. Race. So I'm, I want to read a little bit, and Numbchuck nice enough to to give me a little a little laundry list here of Conor McGregor uh, accomplishments. I'm being facetious, of course. Here we go. Um, so, Conor McGregor sucker punched an old man sitting on a bar stool. If you remember that, the man that was sitting on the bar stool uh, refused to have a shot of his alcohol and he punches him in the face. There's video of this.
2: Because clearly, he refused to have a shot of his clearly alcohol.
1: Clearly, it was assault. Yes. Uh, that guy got paid off. Uh, he's got multiple DV incidents, right? Uh, if you remember the cart versus the bus injuring fighters, yep. um, that was bad. Uh, he slapped a phone out of that kid's hand uh, stomping on it. Uh, he's insulted families and religion, um, which is not necessarily a crime, but it makes you a, a bigot. Uh, he insulted the mascot. I don't know. I don't know if that was staged or not. I mean, I, I heard the mascot got injured. So the emergency. Room. Yeah. So uh, maybe it wasn't. I, I don't know. And of course these rape allegations, um, what is the UFC doing? It's all about well, turning money. a
2: blind eye. It's
1: all about and money Connor knows that. I mean, how many, uh, how many, how about John Jones? There's another guy. I mean, how many chances are you going to give somebody before you say enough is enough? That guy's at least been suspended. Connor gets away with everything. Well, it's, it's about money and, 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 and I'm sorry. That's, that's what this is about. This is about money.
2: And Connor McGregor is a moneymaker. He's probably the most marketable man since Floyd Mayweather. I'll, up there with him on the planet that's why they fought each other yeah well listen
1: there are people on the other side that are uh, defending conor mcgregor and they're going after this woman for example um there's one person named amiri king who's got a large following on social media who said the woman accusing conor mcgregor of rape was chilling with him just 30 minutes after she claims the sexual assault happened okay let, let me go frame by frame here with his statements because there's a lot of idiots that are making first of all just because you're partying with somebody doesn't mean you can't be raped. So that is an idiotic statement and irrelevant to the that fact that
2: happens a lot of times. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and, and there's a few other stories here. Uh and then and then he says she didn't run to the numerous police officers in the arena. She didn't phone nine one one. She didn't ask bystanders for help. What did she do? Two days later she retains an attorney. That's not factually accurate.
2: That's very incorrect. That is a lie.
1: She did call the authorities. So you know they're pe- after right. it. Correct. So there are people out there that um Make claims like the Candace Owens of the world, right? And, and they don't have all the information. Of course, she retained an attorney. So there
2: is new footage that came out yesterday mm-hmm. um, of her still hanging out with him after the alleged assault took place. Does that change anything for you? Yes. If there is a video of
1: her hanging out with him and chilling, There is,
2: and her lawyer's spoken about it.
1: After the incident, then I do have a problem with that. So we'll have to uh, look into that, and that could hurt her case. We'll see what happens. Anyway, guy, I'm looking forward to this tomorrow. Uh, We got uh, Chris Wynn's favorite porn star, Evan Stone. (laughs) He's going to be be joining us in studio tomorrow. He lives here in Las Vegas, and he is running for public office. He's going to tell us tomorrow what exactly he is running for. We're going to get into the political issues with him in hour number two. And uh, my thanks, by the way, to Dan Duva. That was great. It was great having Dan on to talk a little bit about the parade. He's the best. Appreciate that. And uh, we are going to call it a 22-hour break. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Everybody have a great rest of your day.